On this week's podcast, I talk about the derbies across Europe, Everton-Liverpool, the Milan derby, and I think that's the only two derbies, basically. <laughs> there's there's another one. But yeah, apart from that, I talk about the other football that happened on the weekend, and I also talk about my European predictions for the Champions League, you know, who's going to qualify out of the groups, and I briefly discuss the Europa League, because it's not that interesting at the moment. But yeah, let's get into it. Alright, let's get this started. First of all, I want to get my Twitter out of the way. So that is Podcasts by Ish. Um, I'm not feeling that amazing. So, you know, my excitement is a bit low. Plus, it's late night over here. And, you know, I have to get this out because that's my commitment to you guys. And that's how I roll. Doesn't matter how I'm feeling. Doesn't matter what I'm doing. You know, this has to be done. So now that's out of the way. Let's get into the weekend's football. First up, huge game, Everton-Liverpool. You know, this was the the one that I was really looking forward to this weekend. Uh, Great game. Absolutely incredible game. Top of the table clash. You know, there was tackles, there was red cards, there was yellow cards, there was goals. You know, basically everything you want in a great football game. Now, you know, started off... Liverpool took the lead early with Sadio Mane, uh, three minutes in. And then, obviously, the big thing that happened with the Pickford tackle on Virgil van Dijk. Now, they're saying that Virgil van Dijk's probably out for the season. You know, Liverpool still hasn't confirmed. Everyone knows that he is getting surgery, but they haven't really, you know, told anyone the details. But from what I've been reading on the internet, it seems like it's an ACL and... If that is the case, um, you know, I think there's no more Virgil van Dijk for this season, which is horrible news for football, right? Uh, But great news if you hate Liverpool. (laughs) And I fit in that boat. Um, Yeah, I mean, if there's one player that will really impact this whole team, it's Virgil van Dijk. You know, people can say Alisson, Salah, Mane. Some might even say Jordan Henderson, but for me, it's always been Virgil van Dijk. Ever since he came into this Liverpool team, changed the game, changed the team altogether, you know, obviously brought more stability to the whole spine of the team. And if he's he's missing from action this season, yeah, I don't see Liverpool doing much. So, you know, that's my two cents on the van Dijk injury. But yeah, going back to the game, um, you know, Salah ended up scoring the second, Liverpool going up 2-1. Then my boy Calvert-Lewin um, scores a header, you know, making him the top scorer across all European leagues, which is a great achievement. And then Richarlison did an insane tackle on Thiago and got a red card for it. So, you know, Thiago was probably the man of the match for me when it comes to um, you know, his distribution, his control of tempo, his game just reminded me of, you know, Paul Scholes. And, you know, I think this is the first game where I've really paid attention to him, uh, you know, solely because in Bayern Munich, it's hard to pay attention. You've got so many great players, you've got so much talent. So, yeah, I mean, you see pockets of him, but this game was, you could clearly see the impact that he's had on Liverpool. 
and the impact that James Rodriguez has had on, you know, Everton. So with that draw, Everton, you know, top of the table. And oh, before I forget, the big thing was the VAR call, which disallowed Liverpool the winning goal. Um, hey, for me, if that's given an offside, it's, you know, it's a disgrace to football. But at the same time, Liverpool have had, you know, at least a handful of decisions gone that way, which have been very similar to this. So they shouldn't be complaining. You know, this is probably the first time where VAR has been against Liverpool. And, you know, that's basically the game nowadays. And it will be going forward. VAR is going to be dictating everything around um, key decisions. So, you know, Liverpool fans just, and the team itself should just, you know, embrace what they had. But yeah, with that out of the way, um, that was a big game. And the other games was Chelsea, um, Southampton 3-0, you know, classic Chelsea, which I predicted earlier. They won't be able to do much this season because the defense is leaky. You know, Kurt Zuma with the errors and Kepa, I don't know why he's still on the team, but I thought he was gone, but he's still there. But yeah, you know, that's what Chelsea get for having a leaky defense. And yeah, that was it. The next game was City and Arsenal, you know, another sort of big game where I did sort of predict if, you know, Thomas Party started, maybe they could have nicked the win, but it was a tight game. Um, you know, both teams had decent amount of chances and Arsenal are in form. So, you know, not taking anything away from them. City ended up winning 1-0. So good result over there. Now, the other big game was Newcastle and Manchester United. I don't know why Harry Maguire started, but he did end up scoring. So, you know, whatever. Luke Shaw with a with a great own goal within the first two minutes. And, you know, to be honest, I did not expect to get a result. Both teams were absolutely horrible. And somehow, you know, Bruno Fernandes, Rashford, and let's not forget Juan Mata, the key player who I've been saying since game week one should be in the starting lineup. You know, he was basically the the creator for us, uh, involved in, I think, three goals out of the four that were scored. So, you know, really tells you the class of the player um, as compared to the other mess that we've got in the team. But, you know, it is what it is. It's, you know, people are excited about this result, but it's just it's just a sinking ship. <laughs> it's going to go down, whether it goes down today or whether it go down, goes down in the next few months. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. The other big game was obviously Spurs and West Ham. Um, Gareth Bale making his debut again for, you know, Tottenham Hotspurs. You know, Spurs, classic Spurs performance. You know, they smashed it within the first half. 3-0 leading. They could have had at least four or five, um, probably even six. You know, I think Bale hit the post once. Or Kane, actually, Kane hit the post once. Bale was close twice. And, you know, they could have easily killed the game before the West Ham comeback in the last 12 minutes. And, you know, that's classic Spurs. <laughs> they they somehow fumble. You know, let's not forget the, the Leicester season where Spurs were basically, you know, in the running for the title and they ended up finishing third behind Leicester Arsenal. So... Hey, classic Spurs, you know, some things never change. doesn't matter who's your coach. And, you know, even if you get Gareth Bale, 
But, you know, old habits die hard and I think they'll die this season. So, unlucky, I guess. Unlucky this one. Um, the other result was Wolves beat Leeds United this morning. Jimenez scoring off a deflection. And I had my alarm up for that game, but I couldn't get up. It was uh, 5am this morning in Melbourne. So, I tried. <laughs> but, you know, I was tired. And, you know, let's not forget Leicester City lost to Aston Villa. You know, Aston Villa still four games, four wins. You know, Dean Smith is doing something magical over there. Currently sitting second um, behind Everton. So, hey, let's see what, you know, how far Aston Villa goes. I can, I don't know. It's too early to call for me. I have seen them play and, you know, they did smash Liverpool 7-2. I'll keep reminding people of that whenever I get a chance. But let's see what happens. Ross Barkley got the winner. They've got a good creative team, you know. Ollie Watkins has come in with the goal-scoring um, side of things. And obviously, they've got Jack Grealish, who is, you know, who's probably one of the best English talents I've seen in a while. So, hey, let's see what happens. But, you know, I think that was it for the weekend when it comes to the Premier League. Next up, the La Liga. You know, very boring. Nothing happened. Uh, the big teams, you know, Barca and Madrid lost. So Madrid lost early on and then Barca could have capitalized on that loss and, you know, would have been on equal points with Madrid, 10 points each. But, you know, Barca is Barca sometimes. So, yeah, that's basically it. And I guess Atletico won 2-0 against Celso Vigo. But, you know, the surprise package for me is Real Sociedad on top of the table, which is... Shocking to say the least. Um, you know, Adnan Yenizai, United Wonderboy, scoring a very similar goal to what Bruno Fernandes did on the weekend as well. So, you know, I'm not saying much, but... Nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> Bruno's way better. But, um, yeah, surprised to see Real Sociedad on top of the table after five games. But, you know, that's not going to last for a while. And that was basically it. A very boring weekend of La Liga. But that's nothing new. Now, moving on to the more exciting part of the continent, Italia. You know, let's talk about the Serie A for a bit because it is lit. Serie A is probably, as I said, well, it was between Bundesliga uh, as my second favorite league. But man, Serie A and Bundesliga are really uh, making their case for the second most entertaining league in the world right now because, you know, there was obviously the Milan derby. And Ibra, you know, Ibra scoring a double, Lukaku getting one as a consolation. But you know, it was let's just call it the Ibra derby. You know, he basically beat COVID nineteen and came back and scored twice, won them the Milan derby, which I think they haven't won since twenty sixteen. Um, I forgot, I forgot what it was, but they hadn't won it in a while. But yeah, with that, you know, Milan are on top of the table of the Serie A, so. The Ibra magic, you know, better than the Ronaldo magic, but Ibra magic is special. Um, he's 39 as well, which is incredible. The other big game that I was looking forward to was Napoli and Atlanta on, um, you know, as part of the Serie A. But I expected the game to be a bit closer, but it wasn't the case. Napoli, you know, they had all these COVID players sick in the previous game week where Juve ended up getting three points from them, but they came back and beat Atlanta 4-1. So, 
I don't know what's happening with COVID. People get it and come back stronger. Maybe I should get it, you know, just so I can come back as a superhuman. Nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> Hopefully no one gets it. It's, you know, it's not a good disease. Um, but yeah, maybe I'm seeing evidence otherwise. But hey, who knows? Let's see how Ibra goes. And if Ibra keeps getting better and better, then, you know, I might want to get COVID. You know, see if it can give me superpowers. But Ibra is special, so let's not, you know, let's not compare me to Ibra because I'm just, you know, I get tired and sick. I think I'm sick for something. But anyways, sticking to the Serie A, there was another derby with Bologna and Susula, um, which was another tight game, 4-3. Susula winning that derby, and then, you know, this currently in second on the table as well, uh, Juventus. Got a draw against Crotone, which wasn't expected. But, you know, Federico Chiesa, who I spoke about um, as one of the top transfers from my perspective in Europe, ended up getting a red card on his debut. So, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, sometimes things work out, other times things don't. Um, but, you know, the other game was Roma and Benevento. Roma winning 5-2. You know, the Premier League rejects, they are killing Italy at the moment. Um, Dzeko scoring, Pedro scored, and I think Mkhitaryan got one as well out of the five. So, yeah, Serie A was lit, and, you know, it just keeps getting better and better. And, you know, I'll talk about next week's games as well. There's a few good games that I can see in the Serie A happening this weekend, but I'll I'll talk about it in the next podcast. Now, moving on to my, you know, supposedly second favorite league, the Bundesliga. All right. <laughs> That's how excited I get about the Bundesliga. Um, top of the table clash. I think that's that's the main reason that I'm excited was Augsburg and RB Leipzig. So, RB Leipzig winning that one 2-0. Um, Yusuf Paulsen scoring a tremendous goal um, just off a of volley insane and you know RB Leipzig let's not forget they were semi-finalists in the UEFA Champions League so hey they're a great team and they haven't dropped momentum ever since the season started um, so that's that's great for them the other big game was Hoffenheim and Dortmund and I was expecting to see goals on goals on goals but it ended up just being 1-0 to Dortmund uh, Marco Royce scoring after coming off the bench so yeah, a bit disappointed, but, you know, you don't get everything do you want. Uh, the other big game, a big game, big team, I guess. Bayern Munich beat Armenia 4-1, which I did predict as of last week's podcast. So that prediction got right. Wish I put money on it. But, you know, if I did put money on it, I'll probably end up losing. So that's just my luck. <laughs> but anyways, with all that, I guess that'll be the wrap-up of this weekend's football but before I move on to the Champions League uh, predictions I do want to highlight you know the top of the table teams across Europe's top five leagues Everton are top of the table in the Premier League Lille is top of the table in the French League RB Leipzig is top of the table in the Bundesliga AC Milan is top of the table in Serie A and Real Sociedad is top of the table in La Liga so this is a strange season. Um, I understand there's only like four or five games in, 
but you know it just tells you that anything can happen you know some teams came in fresh some teams had a decent preseason some teams had no preseason um other teams had players tired but you know anything could happen and talking about anything can happen let's talk about the champions league all right so first few big games happening tomorrow morning and day after basically match day one i'm gonna cover that um you know dortmund lazio sort of a big game lazio didn't start the season well so i think dortmund will get this one because they are they did rest harland during the weekend um and royce as well so they were both on the bench so i think that means they'll be starting against lazio and that's one way to guarantee a win um, the other big game that is happening is Chelsea Sevilla, sort of a big game. Uh, you know, Sevilla are just basically European giants when it comes to the Europa League. So I wouldn't be surprised if they lose this one and finish third and try and get back in the Europa League so they can win that again, which is classic Sevilla. They've done that every single time they've qualified for the Champions League. I don't know why they do it, but hey, a trophy is a trophy. Maybe they get more money. Instead of getting out in the round of 16. Um, so yeah, I guess you know Chelsea might win that one. But again, as I said earlier, a leaky defense can ruin your game. Um, the next game is Ajax and Liverpool. So again, Virgil van Dijk out. Allison out. And Ajax currently the second in the Dutch Eredivisie. Eredivisie. However you say that. Um in the Dutch league, they're currently second. But, you know, I think Ajax, again, a dangerous team. Anything could happen. No Van Dijk, no Allison. If there's an opportunity to beat Liverpool, it doesn't get any better than this. Um, the next big game, you know, I shouldn't even call it a big game. It's PSG and Man United because PSG are going to win. So I don't know why that is a big game. It's just big names. Um, you know, Ole Gunnar decided to give the captain's armband to Bruno Fernandes for Champions League. You know, he can try everything he wants. At the end of the day, he's got horrible tactics and he's going to end up losing. <laughs> it's just a given fact. Uh, we did get lucky, you know, when he he won against uh, PSG that one time. But, hey, luck doesn't happen, you know, every single time. Luck's rare. And it is going to be the case tomorrow morning as well. So PSG win. That's an easy one. And they're playing at home. So giving the captaincy to Bruno Fernandes just because he spoke up. And, you know, it's just a dumb move. I don't know why he, he keeps... Oh, I'm going to go into a bit of a United rant. But I do not know why the hair is not the captain. He's given the captaincy to Maguire. All right, who joined the club basically last season. Now he's given the captaincy to Bruno Fernandes. Rashford has been the captain. It's just these youngsters who have no idea of what United is about. You know, they've recent. Uh, I mean, they're not youngsters, but I guess young when it comes to the time they've spent at United. They do not deserve the captaincy. It's that simple. Give it to De Gea. All right, give it to Pogba. The reason I remember when Mourinho gave the captaincy to Pogba because he had just come back from winning the World Cup with France. What has Bruno done? All right, what has Maguire done? Absolutely nothing. And these guys are our captains. They haven't won anything. 
Um, you know, Pogba won the Europa League with us. Mata should be the captain, if anyone. But, you know, Oli's going to be Oli. And he's going to make one stupid decision after another. And the tactics are going to be horrible. And we're going to end up losing tomorrow morning anyways. But I'm still going to watch it. So that's the other big game. And I guess the biggest game out of match day one is Bayern Munich and Atletico Madrid. Now, I'm excited. You know, will Bayern demolish Atletico Madrid? Probably not. They might get one or two. But I think they'll definitely end up winning that one. But, um, hey, it's going to be a good game. You know, Simeone might end up pulling something. But, you know, you never know. So, Atletico always good in Europe. Let's not forget, you know, they did beat Liverpool last season, the champions. Now, you know, they're facing the champions again, but this time in the group stage. So, let's see what happens. So, that's the, the games that I'm looking forward to for match day one. But what I'm also going to do is a bit of a prediction. So, who's going to qualify out of the group stages and, you know, who's probably going to miss out. So I'll start off with Group A, which is Atletico Madrid and Bayern Munich. That's easy. Both of them are going to qualify. <laughs> the other team is Lokomotiv Moscow and RB Salzburg, which is an RB Leipzig. So let's not get those mixed up at all, because in this group, it's all about Atletico Madrid and obviously the champions, Bayern Munich. Group B, um, another easy one. Inter Milan and Real Madrid are going to qualify because the other two teams is Mönchengladbach and Shakhtar Donetsk. And I don't think they'll provide uh, a threat to their qualifications. So, yeah, Inter and Madrid for Group B. That's an easy one. Next up, Group C is you know, Man City. That's an easy one out of the way. But the other three teams, it could be anyone's game. You know, Marseille, they're doing fairly decent in the French League. Um, Olympiacos, I think they're second in the Greek league at the moment, and Porto is second after Benfica in the Portuguese league. So, yeah, out of those three, I don't know who will qualify, but you know, just for the sake of the prediction and because of their experience in Europe, I I would go for Porto. Um, if they had the crowd on their side, I think they would definitely qualify, but. Marseille is good as well, let's not forget. And Olympiacos. I think Olympiacos will miss out. But um, I'll go with Porto for Group C. So Man City and Porto qualifying out of Group C. Next up, Group D. Um, you know, which is Ajax, Atlanta, Liverpool and Midland. So let's get the obvious one out of the way. Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if Van Dijk didn't get injured, I would have said Liverpool. Um, but hey, Van Dijk's injured and Gomez is getting some scans as well. Anything can happen. But, you know, Atlanta did lose to Napoli 4-1 as well. But again, Liverpool lost 7-2 to Aston Villa. Oh, this season's crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. All right, I'm kidding. All kidding aside, Liverpool are probably going to qualify along with Atlanta. Maybe Ajax might be able to do something, but Atlanta are too good at the moment. Um, even though they lost on the weekend to Napoli. Yeah, maybe Ajax, Ajax can make it. But, you know, I'm going with Liverpool and Atlanta out of Group D. Now, next one, Group E, is Chelsea, Kransondar. I don't even know how to say that. I don't, I don't know what that team is. I don't know where they're from. 
basically, I don't care. Uh, Ren, which Rene, Ren is French team, um, and Sevilla. So Chelsea will qualify out of that one, that's for sure. And I think Ren will probably come second, and Sevilla will do the classic, finish third, you know, end up in the Europa League and end up winning it. So that's my prediction for Group E. Chelsea and Rennes, Rene, Ren, however you want to say it. I don't know, it's a French name. Um, group F, you know, it's Dortmund, Club Bruges, Lazio and Zenit. So one easy winner out of that one is Dortmund. But when it comes to Lazio, Zenit and Club Bruges, again, you know, could be anyone's game. Yeah. You know, Lazio didn't start the season as well. Zenit are, I think they're leading the Russian league at the moment. And I don't know about Club Bruges. I don't know where they're at. But yeah, I don't know. Out of those three, I don't know who will qualify. But just for the sake of the prediction, I would say Dortmund and Lazio. There's too much quality in Lazio to sort of dismiss them. Uh, even though Zenit might end up doing something special, but... Yeah, Dortmund and Lazio look like the, the two qualifying out of those ones. Um, Group G, you know, it's, it's probably the easiest one to predict. It's got Barcelona, Dinamo Kiev, Ferran Vigurus, I don't know how, how do you say that name, and Juventus. So, Barca, Juve to qualify. In what order? I, I can't tell you. I cannot tell you in what order they'll qualify, but, you know, they're they're going to be out of the group and I guess the final group is Group H with Istanbul however you say that name by the way they are struggling they're 17th in the Turkish league or 16th which is horrible um, so knock them out straight away it leaves the other three teams Man United PSG and RB Leipzig so let's look at um, how they performed in last year's Champions League for reference you know RB Leipzig, semi-finalists, PSG, finalists, Man United, knocked out in the group stage, went to the Europa League, lost in the semi-final to Sevilla. So my money is on PSG and RB Leipzig to qualify out of this and United to end up in the Europa League to join the other English teams, which is Spurs, Arsenal and Leicester. And, you know, they'll probably they'll probably get knocked out in the quarterfinals of the Europa League that's that's my prediction for United and I get it it's a bit harsh as a United fan I shouldn't be that this negative but you know it's RB Leipzig and PSG so yeah it's if if we get third I'll be happy <laughs> which which is basically the default um, but yeah that's my Champions League predictions on the teams that are going to qualify hey it starts tomorrow morning I'm excited and you know I can't wait so, talking about Europa League, that is starting this week as well. Um, you know, Europa League is not as exciting, obviously, as the Champions League. But, um, you know, there's the English teams that I spoke about, Spurs, Arsenal and Leicester. So, that'll be good to watch. Um, the other things that I do want to talk about in the Europa League is Group F. You know, a few decent groups in there. So, Group F is pretty interesting. It's got Napoli and Real Sociedad. Again, as I mentioned, Real Sociedad, top of the uh, La Liga table, and Napoli, you know, Napoli's Napoli. They're a great team. So I think they're fourth at the moment. No, I think. I know they're fourth. Um, so that's going to be a good group, good matchup over there. 
the other one is you know group h which is the big one for me because it's got ac milan top of the serie a it's got lille which is top of the french league and it's got celtic which is obviously top of the scottish league i don't even need to predict they're, if they're not they they will be at the end of the season so i haven't even <laughs> i haven't looked at the scottish league table or anything like that but you know that's an interesting group uh Obviously, I think Lille and Milan are going to qualify. But, you know, if you guys are looking forward to the Europa League, something to keep an eye out on. And I guess the other sort of interesting group is Group K. Um, a lot of a lot of decent teams, you know, classic European teams. You've got CSK in Moscow, you've got Dinamo Zagreb, you've got Feyenoord, and you've got Wolfsburg. Not the German Wolfsburg, but the Austrian Wolfsburg, even though they're struggling. But I think that group is another one to keep an eye out on if you want exciting games and yeah that wraps up my champions league and europa league preview again i I didn't go into europa league games because you know who cares about them at the moment but you know i'm excited i'm excited for the champions league i'm excited to get up in the morning and watching some great teams play each other and with that i'll catch you guys next time peace (laughs) 